Shall we begin? Welcome everybody to another episode of the Differential FPL Podcast. I'm Shala once again. I'm with my co-host D-Man. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, everyone? Huh? How you doing? Well, I'm good. I'm having a yeah. nice glass of Jack Daniels and Coke. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <an> alcoholic. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Might get some wine as well, you know. It's like 10:47 here, so you know, why not? Why not if not? Why not if not? You know. Well, well, good thing is that what we're about to enter. We're approaching game week three. Yeah. Of the FPL season so far, I can say I've had a mixed start. I had a poor first week, bounced back in the second week. So. Yeah. You know, I I really can't complain. Who you got know, you the points in the second week? Because you know a lot um, of people got points. Um, it's funny, right? My my second week actually started out really bad, but then. Oh, yeah. Justin came through, Harvey Barnes came through, nice. Sadio Mane came through. Like nice. those three literally single-handedly saved my game week. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. I had pretty much the same kind of thing as well. Bad first week, mostly because of um, Salah. But then second game week, um, I had one of those ridiculously good weeks. So I can't complain. Got me some sun magic, some DCL, all that good stuff. You know, yeah, I saw that. That was, that was, that was good. You know, I don't so, think anybody saw. I mean, Son getting four goals—that was crazy. DCL getting the hat trick—that was wild. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an exciting weekend. Lots of goals, but um, yeah, yeah, this is good. No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week, what do we have this week, man? Well, you know, given that versus is like the in thing now, you know, we have yeah. all these. Artists just having these versus sessions, you know, hits versus hits. I think that's why we're gonna, you know, this segment we're gonna call it like a versus segment. We're gonna gonna be comparing what ten different players, but in sets of twos, and we're gonna compare their statistics. You know, why we like them. These are ten players that we like, and these are actually players that are also on the bandwagon and. Then also we just mentioned some honorable mentions because obviously we can't cover everybody, but uh, we've picked yeah. out 10 that stood out so that, you know, you guys can, if you, if you like what you hear, maybe you guys might, might want to take a punt or maybe these are guys that you're already looking at. These are guys you might have already bought and just, just guys that we feel like that are, that are on our watch list, you know, going okay. forward. Okay. Speaking of versus, which one did you like the most? Probably the DMX and Snoop. Really? Yeah, shit. I love the window strippers came on though. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah. there was another um the brand the brandy Monica ones was pretty good too. Yeah. I think I heard the boys mine and then I kinda just yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, there was a kind there was a lot of like just about them not not like being on good terms, like, but you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't really buy any of that, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed most of them. So, who do we, who do, who do we start off with today? All right, let's get, let's start from the back. We start in defense. 
I raved as we were talking over the weekend. I raved over these two players all game as they were playing against Burnley. Right? It was Burnley they played. That would be James Justin. No, yeah, James Justin and Castagne. Both yeah. Leicester full backs. Justin, Justin surprisingly played at left back with Castagne at right back. I was thinking it was going to be the other way around. Given Dude, I'm so pissed I did not have Justin from the start, though. I am so pissed. I don't know why I took him out for... for uh, what's his name? What's that shit stain's name? Um, um, Kyle Walker-Peters. Kyle Walker-Peters. Oh, my God. And you but know, didn't but get an assist over the weekend. Yeah, it did, but he collected five, so he kind of like, you know. Yeah, so it ended up with like three points. I'm telling you. Funny thing is that even in the first week, he actually nearly got an assist as well. Yeah. You know, because um, I think Ings messed it up. I don't know how Ings Ings missed the chance. But, you know, anyways, James Justin and versus Castagne. You know, um, James Justin is, what, 4.6 now? Castagne is still... He's actually increased. He's 5.6 now. He's, he's five point six. Yep, he's five point six now. Oh, wow. As of the yeah. timing, of, as of now, hmm, that sounds. It's beginning to sound too expensive. Huh? They should calm down. Why are they <laughs> rushing to? <laughs> Why are they rushing? Because very soon it's going to be at six. I'm like, what's the point? You get, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I mean, from what I saw, man, that guy is. He's basically he's just like Pereira, basically. I mean, what did you see from him? What I liked about him was. He, he's not the kind of fullback that likes to take an extra touch. Once he has an opportunity, he's crossing it. Like, he's yeah. just, he just, like, once he gets the ball, he just wants to put it, put it in the box. Like, he, like, against Burnley, like, I kept on saying, like, dude, this guy doesn't have time to touch it, to take an extra touch. He just puts the ball in the box, puts the ball in the box, puts the ball in the box. And it's, you know, and that's, that's, encouraged, you know, from an FPL point of view, that's, those are the kind of things you want to see. From defenders, yep, you know guys yeah. that are, that are either ready to score or, or to create a goal. You know guys that want to be involved in goals. So that's why I, that's what really stood out about Castagne yep. for me. You know now what stood out with Justin for me was not Justin was more he was more in in the box in that game like because it was like even like where he scored his goal he was scored it from he was in the six yard box. I'm telling you, he was close to the penalty like, spot. Yeah, he was, li- yeah. Was, he was literally in the six-yard box. So you, when you see that kind of movement from attacking fullbacks in your FPL team, you're encouraged, you know, because yeah. you, you can yeah. be like, even if they don't keep a clean sheet, like, for example, these guys don't keep a clean sheet, but they bag points, both of them. Yeah, yeah and it's always good to bag points. Sorry, <laughs> that's, it's always good to bag points. Yep. Um, it's always good to have, like, fullbacks that, you know, Always create and always yep. take those chances. Always take um, the, cr- the crosses when, 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 when given the opportunity to. Like, um, and the stats back up what we're yep. saying as well. Last two games, James Justin has crossed the ball at least nine times, and Costanya stands at at six times. You know, apparently, no. Funny enough, with all the crosses that you know they've had and all the assists um, and all the goals that have gone in, both of them have not created a big chance, but they're creating chances for their teams. Well, they've actually know, had so. one big big chance each. Oh, they've, no, well, that is not... Well, that's a short taken, isn't it? Not like the chance created. 
No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That, yeah. That's actually, yeah, the big chance they had is them, they actually took and they scored both of them. <laughs> yep. So there you go. And like, and you're right. Basically, when, they, when it comes to touches in the opposition area, both of them position area. I think they're right now, they are top five in the, in the, in the league when it comes to like defense, defenders for touches in the opposition area. So they are, you know, they are, they're involved, basically. They're very much involved. So, you know, if you're looking for either of them, I don't know which, which one, you have James Justin, so you, I have you don't James have Justin, but obviously Castagna is also on my list, you know, but I don't mind. So far as I have one of them, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both fair. of them in the, both of them in the opposition, in the opposition half, they both have 85 and 84. In the final third, Justin is actually Justin actually has more touches in the final third than Castagne. I, I'm thinking of getting Justin though because he's cheaper and you know I don't think there's any point going for somebody much higher for going for somebody that high. And I'm trying to I, I'm gonna leave them out for the for the Man City game just because they're oh, definitely you mm-hmm. know they were basically outshot against um, Burnley. You know. Yep. So I mean for Burnley to outshoot you. At home, <laughs> that means that your defense is it's not that. Oh yeah, Burnley, B- Burnley could have easily got four goals as well. Yeah, if, if yeah, Chris if have. Chris Wood was a clinical striker, he could have got a hat trick. I'm telling you, man. He, well, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the greatest performance for him. Even though he still got like a goal, I think he got one goal, didn't he? Yeah, Justin scored while Castani got two assists. No, I was even talking about uh, most. Yeah, Chris Wood. He scored. The, he opened the. Yeah, he opened the score. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you had Chris Wood as well, you'd have you know gone in points. So I'm gonna leave them out for like the Man City game, but once they're back, they have two home games against um, West Ham and Aston Villa, and that'll be a good time to you know get them in. Um. Before we move on from them, just a quick note for any other for another defender that is doing quite well and cost you know not as pretty much the same price as Justin, four point five. Um, Lamptey for Brighton, he's also a fullback who is very creative, very pacey. You know, so if you're looking for someone in that four point five region, he's one to you know go for go for as well. I mean, his performance against Newcastle was just was ridiculous. They had to literally move. Um, what's his name? Saint Maxim to the other side, and even at the other side, the guy terrorized them so much that Saint Maxim said he's not doing it again. The guy just, <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm not, <laughs> "I'm not doing it again. I'm out. I'm out of this bitch." You know, and um, it is so funny because I read somewhere this week that in January a lot of big clubs were after him. I decided to go for Brighton. I mean, I, you can't. You see, as a young player, he wants to develop, so I think he made the smart move. Yeah, because at the yeah. big team, he's sure there's no guarantees. But you know, a kid like that, I think if he does, if he does continues at this rate, I expect the bigger teams to come for him in the summer. I I'll be surprised if he's still at Brighton. At Brighton next summer, if, if he if he continues at this rate. Except if maybe you know um, he decides that you know he still wants to stay for another year, mm-hmm. I think a lot of big clubs will be after him. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that's that's it for um, James Justin and Castagne. Hope we provided you enough information to pick one. Um, next up on our list is um, Rodriguez and Son. Amez, Amez, and Amez has just been he's he's coming and he's been on fire. Well, I don't I, know how long it will last though. Let me just say on record, so far, 
Yep. You know, he's proved me wrong because I, I, I've, I had serious doubts about him adjusting to the Premier League and the physicality of the Premier League. But so far, he's done very well, and I'm happy for him. You know, it's good. That he's reviving his career. So it's good yeah. to see. It's actually good yeah. to see when you see quality players that have dipped and they come back and, you know, at least he started with a bang and let's just hope he can keep it up. I, I want to be, be wrong with the prediction I made because I actually want him to do well. He's actually a player I like. Yeah. And, and you know, the funniest thing about him is that um, I like the fact that um, the, I think the thing that makes that's making him play so well is the midfield behind him. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have Gomez, the fact that you have DeCorey and you have Allen, all three of them are willing runners. So basically, he, that base behind him gives him the, the opportunity and the, the, he doesn't have any fear going staying forward because he knows he has people behind him who are going to chase the ball down and do all the hard work. So he just has to you know, focus on, um, on, on what you know, he's doing his best at, which is getting the goals, getting the assists. And um, just like Son, both of them, you know, they have good fixtures coming up. Yep. as well and both of them are on set piece duty you know at the moment right now um Rodriguez is creating is creating just as many chances just um seven more chances sorry seven more chances, chances to just two more chances yeah so seven chances to um Son's five you know but um Son gets a lot more crosses in the box which was surprising for me but you know then again it's Spurs man what did you think about the about the beating of um Southampton there I felt it was kind of stupid what Southampton were doing. Yeah, I think Southampton played a ridiculously high line, which I don't know why. Yeah. But they played ridiculous. But I mean, fair play to Spurs. They were they were good. They were they were good. Like Kane, you know, Kane was playing like I don't know. He was he was playing. He wasn't playing like a striker. He was playing like a proper ten. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, I mean, dude, like because because all his assists were brilliant. It's not as if it was just one simple pass. They were lovely. They were like nice through passes with balls over the top. I was like, damn. Yeah, it looked like um, Son like, was... It looked like... Is this kid or kid it be? Like... <laughs> but, okay, so what happens really when um, Bale is fit? Do That's, we have a situation where it's Kane and Bale up front? Because in that situation, that means that Son doesn't... He's not, he's not that sweet anymore, is he? If you are playing Bale and Kane up front. Yeah, if Gareth Bale comes into the team, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell, man. Because do they go to a front three? Do they retain a four four two? It's hard to it's hard to tell. Mm, yeah, I don't know if Bale has the legs for a front three. I would expect him to be more of a four four two, right in front of Kane. I mean, if Kane is going to keep on playing like like Ozil reincarnated or something, but you know, if that's the case, then I see. Son moving further wide, and if Son goes further wide, that that would seriously affect his points. I mean, this weekend I think it was this weekend isn't really the real Son. I don't know how to explain it. But I think that high line just just played into Tottenham's hands. So yeah. like it was it was basically like Southampton just came to sell match. I don't even understand what they were trying to do there. But that high line just was just a major fuck up. But so they won't get that opportunity. Like, for example, against Newcastle, do you think they'll get that opportunity? What, Tottenham? Yeah, would they have that opportunity to get behind the back? The way I, I, don't, I don't think Newcastle... I don't think Steve Bruce would be that silly to play such a high line. 
would you captain any of them this week? Well, I can. Um, Maybe I'm talking of like Son and Son or Kane. Would you captain? I mean, if I had them, I would consider them, but they won't be my first choice as captain. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so, but, um, well, back to the verses. Basically, Rodriguez's son, Rodriguez is 1.5 cheaper than son. He's playing in a more attacking team, you know, and he seems to be more of um, the creative outlet in that team. Yeah, yeah, everything know, goes more, through Exactly. More, so, he'll be getting more touches, more fills in the box. He also is also on set-piece duty like son is on set-piece duty. Even though he kind of shares his own with Dignity a little bit, you know, but um, I think it takes a fair bit. So, you know, if um, if um, you're looking between both of them, um, I don't know. Who would you who would you have between both of them? Um, personally, I think I have Rodriguez right now, mm. just for the fact that he he doesn't. Ancelotti lets him stay up front. True. Just for that fact that he does, he's not, he doesn't have to do all the defensive duties, yeah. Like yep. son, like son, you know, Mourinho, he, Mourinho demands everybody to drag back. Like if as, I don't know if you've seen the All or Nothing documentary on Tottenham last season. Ah, oh, please, let's not let's not talk about exactly. That. But it just shows <laughs> Mourinho is obsessed with defending. He's obsessed with it. <laughs> like that's the only uh, word I can use. He like, yeah. So you know that. Son has that obligation to go back and defend. Rodriguez doesn't. There was a start over the weekend in the entire front five of Everton. He made zero sprints. Ah, <laughs> that's what we like to see. You know, while zero. Richarlison, DCL, Alan, <laughs> Jokore were all making sprints. One boy was like, nah, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I like to see because if he's not making sprints, that means he's not even trying to defend. Yep. He's using all his power. That means he's staying up front. Pro- most I likely, meaning even if they are countering, he's probably yep. the highest positioned player. That's that. That's not bad, man. Yeah, it's not bad at all for for a seven point five guy in a very attacking side. That is not bad. And Charlie DCL as well. Yep. He is really good. Especially if um, DCL and um, Richarlison maintain their form, he's mm-hmm. going to be very high on everyone's pick. So, yeah, so that's another um, player that you could get. Um, do you want to yep. talk about Zaha and uh, yep. Barnes? Yep, I was just about to jump. So, next on our list on the watch list would be Zaha versus Barnes. Now, mm. this is their um, Harvey Barnes com- comes in at seven. Zaha as well comes in at seven. Yep. These guys cost exactly the same thing. Well, so, Harry Barnes, he's the he tops the league with most attempts on goal, with 10 of the, with 10 attempts being in the box. 10 shots in the box. Yeah, like like I said in the first game against West Brom, he could have had a hat-trick easily. Yeah. He just needs to be more clinical. And then um while Zaha has 6. Mm. But then the thing with it, but the thing with Zaha is that it's encouraging because when Jordan Ayu missed the penalty and they had to retake, he now stood, he now um, st- um, stepped up. And hopefully, mm. you know, we, that's something we need to monitor. And that's very, very important because we, does that mean he's Crystal Palace's penalty taker going forward? Ooh. Or was it just for that scenario? You I know, mean, that- for, for those of you that have Zaha or those that are considering, 
that's something you should monitor if Zaha is there. Zana on penalty duty because he took his penalty really, really well. It was a good penalty. Yeah. Um, and also, both of them, they have the same, pretty much the same create in terms of creating chances. We have Harvey Barnes, Barnes who has created three, with Zaha creating two. And yeah. another thing you need to look at is Zaha can be considered out of position because he's playing in the 4 4 2. He's mm, not playing wide. He's actually playing as a striker with yep. his partner as. Um, with um, IUB his partner. IU. So these are the yeah. kind of things that you need to take note of. That yep. In terms of fixture list, right? Um, after City, Leicester probably have the better fixtures. In fact, not probably. They definitely have the better fixtures because Leicester have West Ham at home next and then after that they have Villa at home. Which you would expect them to win, as opposed to Crystal Palace host Everton this week. They now travel to Chelsea before they now have host Brighton. So I think we, it's clear which fixtures are are better. The two. Mm. Mm, okay. So, you, know, but, um, you know, you know, Crystal Palace seem to do well against big sides, though. Funny enough, yeah, they've not lost their last five games in Manchester. Hmm. Very interesting, man. Very interesting. They are, they are record in uh, but yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with, with most of what you said. Um, just to clear up, um, Javi Barnes is actually second most um, for shots taken, but it's pretty much the, he's he's joined yeah, well, he's, top for shots taken in the, in box, the box with Salah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and for a midfielder, that is actually that is quite lit for a midfielder that is seven. He's also like um, he looks like Leicester's um, creative fulcrum. If you watch the um, the games against um, Burnley and the game against West Brom, you could see that he was the one they were looking for every time they attacked on that left side. It seems like they were always picking him out. He also always wanted the ball. So he's always, and the fact that he takes a lot of shots, he's always around the box. It means that you have that possibility of the you know that fantasy assist. You know maybe because he shoots and it deflects, or he shoots and the keeper palms it out. So him versus Zaha is pretty is very much the most exciting and the closest one because you can't ignore the fact that Zaha is playing up front. Yep. And then you can't. And then if Zaha is playing up front for seven million and then he's now their penalty taker that's like what was the name of that player that took their pens last year was it Miljevic or whatever Milivojevic yeah I don't know how to pronounce that I won't try but yeah so if (laughs) (laughs) so basically if if you have him if you have Zaha taking those pens for Crystal Palace man that that is that is definitely yeah I don't think you can ignore that at all you know right now I have um, what's his name Um, um, Pereira as my, you know, seven to six to seven guy in my team. So I am kind of looking at Barnes instead of Zaha, but I'm going to be following Zaha very closely, you know, because I want to see if he keeps up the form and if, if he also remains the penalty taker. Because if he doesn't remain the penalty taker, then I'm not too sure. But if he does, then, you know, that, that, that's definitely a great one to, to, to look at and, you know, yeah, but the thing about it is that Zaha stopped creating chances for his, for his, um, for his, for his teammates. He was only created two in the last two games, which is, which is something that you won't expect from Zaha. But it looks like all he does now is just you know focus on his goal on goals, and for a seven, for a seven point zero guy, that is not bad mm. at all. That is something that you know 
you cannot ignore. Exactly. Um, yeah, quick side note on another guy that is doing it big in that category of, um, you know, that amount of money that you can... If you have only six and you're looking for someone, there's Pereira, but there's also some um, Trussard for Brighton. Yeah, started well. Last season, he got those jammy, dodgy points. You know, once in a while, you just see a Trussard goal or a Trussard assist. You know, get those six points, get those, you know, seven points. So he's, he's also another guy that you can have in your team as a cheap guy, cheap midfielder, and just leave there. You know, his, his fixtures are not great, though, you know. And, uh, but he, he does cross a lot more than um, Zaha and um, Barnes, you know. So he's, he has more opportunities to get you, you know, assists. He's created five chances and, you know, two big chances. So that, that's one guy that, you know, you should definitely you should definitely keep a look at. Um, yep. There's also another guy. Um, you, you could talk about him. Um, he plays for Wolves. Well, okay, before I even go into him, them, yeah. another thing I have to mention with Trossard, he's not even up yeah. to 1% on. Wow. So if he's you get like zero point nine or something like that. So just that's throw a, that out a, there. That's that's a differential for you. Yeah. Differential. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Now um the next the person I haven't that I want to mention would be Daniel Podence of Wolves. He's actually caught my eye since last season. Um you know, looks like a good player. And he started brightly, two assists in two games, which he's created three big chances. And of which those three big chances, two of them were his assists. Nice. Uh, in terms of his movement, he's always in and around the box. He's taking two shots on goal with just one being in the box. And he takes corner he takes the occasional corner kicks as well. So that's a, that's another appeal. You know, if he's on if he gets more set piece duty. At five point five, I think it's not much of a gamble for somebody that's that attack minded and yeah. And just and watching that him, just watching him, you can tell there's a potential player in there. Yep, there is, man. Did you see that to Russell on there? Like on, <laughs> on the brain. That's it. Before, that goal, before nice his assist, it was that was it was it was brilliant. Like you know, just I, put see, the I thought it was good to legs. go on that. No, I I thought it was good to go on that KDB KDB's legs because that guy is so small though. He's so little. Like I did when I, when, he did, when he did that, I saw him next to KDB. I was like, God damn it, this guy is little. You know, and it's like just just tiny guy. I was like, Toros, okay. <laughs> it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I'm actually really looking at him as well because you know, a five point five that starts for Wolves with the next five fixtures that Wolves have. All fix all the next five fixtures for Wolves are all are like two. Yep, they all rated difficulty rating is two. Yeah, for like five next fixtures. You have West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, Crystal Palace. So sweet. So sweet. So sweet. So sweet. And um, I don't think there's anybody else that's really challenging him to start. You know, um, so why not? Why not? The only person that I can see coming into that position is maybe um uh what's his name? Chowry. If they sign Semedo. But at this point in time, they they announced him today. Oh, they announced him, yeah? Yeah. Ah, okay. So, basically, that's one to watch for. But I think, if anybody, he will, he would probably bench Neto instead of Podence. Yeah. Of what mm-hmm. Podence is I agree. Doing right now. Yeah, because of what Podence is doing right now, I see him benching Neto instead of Podence. I so, completely you know, so, agree. Yeah, so that's, that's that for those two. Um, uh, we move uh, on to... Um, Richarlison. Uh, yes, these teammates, Richarlison yeah. and Calvert-Lewin. 
Yeah. Calvin Lewin yeah. comes in at seven point one. Richarlison comes in at eight. So there's a, people there's didn't a, rush Richarlison like that, show. Yeah, I mean, because he hasn't scored, but I think mm. he's been on for, He's been unlucky not to score. Yes, he has. Yeah. Because if anybody has actually looked more likely to score of the two, it's him. Yep. He also has twelve twelve shots. So basically, he's having so many shots against West Brom, against um, Spurs as well. Even though Spurs are very defensive, he kept getting into that little space. Oh, against right, Spurs, he could have. He, should, he should have scored like three. Yeah, he had like three shots from the same position, mm-hmm. just coming in from the left and then getting to his right foot, rushing in, and they're just shooting. He yep. had those three positions, three shots, but you know he didn't take any of them. But the good thing about a player that takes shots is. Apart from the fact that you know, eventually one or two will go, and he also he also allows you to have that little bit of you know deflections. You know, keeper saves it, but it rolls out to like Calvin. So, and so he's also a very good player to have if you don't want to have Calvin that you know everyone is rushing to. You know, because even though Calvin like takes a lot of shots, and he's also had like eight shots. You know, he his shots and his shots are mostly on target. You know, he's had five shots on target to Richarlison's. Um, too, you know, he, he it's more. It looks more like Richarlison is more active. You know, Richarlison looks more busy. I don't know if you saw that when you watch either of those games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one. Of course, of course, you notice that Richarlison is everywhere. Yeah, like Calvin Lewin is more of the fox in the box kind of strike striker, while Richarlison is coming in from the left. So he's he's getting he's you see Richarlison more. You only see Calvert Lewin when the ball comes in the box. Wait, where's the pen taker for Everton? Do you know? Oh, well, last year it was Sigurdsson. <laughs> Allow that noise. So okay, I, I done. So right now, I wouldn't know. I, I want to assume it would be Hamez. My, mm. I'm, I'm gonna bet any amount of money is James Rodriguez. Ah, if if, if it's actually Hamez or Digne, <laughs> my money is on one of the two. <laughs> If it's either of them, man, that makes Hammers irresistible, man. At 7.5, per taker. Oh my gosh. That's too sexy. You know, it's something <laughs> that you cannot, you can't, you can't ignore that for too long. You know, Richarlison is also creating so many chances for his teammates. So Richarlison has um, high assist uh, potential. Um, I think he even got three assists this weekend. Yeah. How many assists did he get? I got two or three. But yeah, yeah he, he got, got two some assists. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, if you don't want to rush to Calvin, if you feel like Richarlison, you'll be safer with him. You know, I would go for that. Also, it kind of yep, seems like it kind of seems like Richarlison will be sharing that role with Moise Keane because he has been subbed off twice for Moise Keane, hasn't he? Well, that's if Moise Keane is still an Everton player coming October fifth. Yeah, I heard that Juventus are kind of interested. But wait, they got um, Morata anyway, so... Yeah, no, I mean, other teams are interested because let's be real. The guy is not, he's not, he's not that good. Yeah, 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 not that good to be honest. And so basically, yeah, while Calvin looks like their first team strike and, you know, he, he looks like their main man at the moment. Hat-trick, mm-hmm. hat-trick during the weekend. Oh, so he's, lo- he's, he's looking like in. that guy. Yeah, he's locked in. <laughs> He's locked in. Me, in this situation, I think Calvin is the better guy. Richardson is, is very busy, though. You know, and it's very interesting. If, if you're, you know, one of those guys that likes to live on the wild side, you know, don't use a robot kind of guy, you can, you can just give them Richardson real quick. You know, he looks like the kind of guy that can reward you with something good on one of these days. You know, so, yeah. 
So that's for Richarlison and Carvin. Um, yep. And the last go. set of guys. Yep. Fulham's Mitrovic and Leeds <laughs> Bamford. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. new, the newly promoted strikers. Yeah. What did you think of their of their play this weekend? I mean, with Mitrovic, I'm not surprised. You know, Mitrovic has we've seen him in the Premier League before, and yeah. he's a proper number nine. You know, he's he loves to get the get the shots off. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Let's cut you off. Let me just quickly say, Mitrovic, because you know, you know, they show you like his history, his mm-hmm. Premier League history before the game starts. I looked at it, and Mitrovic is, is so decent. Like when you look at his stats in the Premier League, I think the first last the first one he did was like ninety, and like the last one he did was like hundred plus. So Mitrovic mm-hmm. actually gets points in the Premier League. He's oh, yeah. a Premier League striker. His he's first like season, he got nine goals, four assists. Yeah. Um, so he's... Then, okay, um, 2017-18, I won't count that because he only played one. It seemed like he only played 89 minutes. And still, within that 89 minutes, he scored one goal. So basically, <laughs> let's say he scored one goal. He played in one game. He scored a goal. Then 18-19, he, he played, he scored 11 goals, four assists. So that's not bad. Yeah, and um, Fulham fans, they say that, like, I was, I was hearing some stuff that, you know, Fulham fans, they were not, like, so keen, so they didn't really like their team last season, but basically they say that, you know, the fact that they had Mitrovic, they had, a, they had pretty much the only team that had, like, a Premier League striker yeah. playing for them in the championship, and that's the main reason why they were able to come up. So, you know, between the both of them, Mitrovic and Bamford. You know, Bamford looked very exciting against Leeds, but I think he got substituted. Abby, sorry, against Fulham, but I think he got he got substituted. He as did well. get substituted. He got. Yeah, I mean, I the, like the thing with um, my thing with with Bamford, right? Yeah. He's because even in the championship, he's even in the championship last year. Like any Leeds fans would probably tell you that Bamford is not clinical. He wastes a lot of chances. Yeah, like he seems like he just he starts to go off games because of the way he press, he presses as you see, and that is an example of that was his goal against Liverpool. How he put Van Dijk yeah. under pressure to make a mistake. So yeah. I mean that. So you, I think Bamford would would get you some goals, but I'm not expecting him to get to be that consistent goal scorer. Coming okay. because even in the championship, if you can't score twenty goals in the championship, I mean, come on, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, get, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know how many Mitrovic scored in the championship. Mitrovic was Fulham's top scorer. That's even if he wasn't the championship's top scorer. I need to check that, but I know he scored like close to thirty. Mm, okay. I mean, he's he's such a he's such a he's such a good. Yeah. Good finisher, I guess. And um, he's also like their their main their penalty taker as well. And you know what yes. they're saying? Maybe he's on penalty taker at six point zero. Penalty taker at six point zero in this Premier League. Ooh, yep, that's that's sweet. You know, especially because now the, I saw a stat this year saying that um, I think this last we were seeing a lot more penalties being taken in the Prem. Even from last season, I think we noticed that a lot of more. A lot more penalties were being t- were being given, so if you um if you can 
try and stock up your your team with as many penalty takers as possible if you can. You know, I didn't say you should go and buy like Jordan and you now. Nah, nah, say okay because <laughs> he told me that you know you can take pairs. So let me put it beside. You know, not guys like not niggas like that. But, you know, but basically, you know, you get yourself some nice players. You know, that can get you know pen. Ings as a penalty taker is very exciting now. Even though his, his price dropped, you know, which is very surprising. Really? So he was he's eight point four now. Yeah, which is which is ridiculous considering he scored two goals. You know, like wow. Guess who is a penalty taker as well? More pay is a penalty taker at six point. Yes, at six point zero. Yeah. No, six point five, not six point. Oh, sorry, six point five. My bad. Yeah, we makes him very very good. I do not understand the rush for Bamford though. Bamford is now five point seven. Five point seven, like, I mean, he scored in box bad games. He he started out well, but I don't think he can sustain it personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this um, Watkins guy. I'm, I'm looking at him. Apparently, he's, he's a really good striker. I like him. Um, I watched him play against us in the in the friendly where they beat us one 0 and he scored <laughs> the goal. I like okay. his movement. You know, he's also another. He's pacey. He gets in the box a lot. Even okay. in, uh, he on his competitive debut in midweek. I don't remember who they played. League Cup. He scored, so like, like you, you can tell that he's he's gonna he's gonna get like even he's like for example he's the one that got Egan sent off. Oh, so, so he so was not caused yeah, the pen. Yeah, he's the one that he's the one that got the red got, caused the red card okay. against Sheffield. So so you can see that he he looks like a striker that's gonna be, you know, kind of be disruptive in the in the opposition box. So that's why I have an eye on him, and I think he scored like twenty something goals in the championship last year. So he's a decent striker. All right, he looks like he can, you know, get some goals. Yeah, so he's one to look out for if you are looking, if you are trying to like invest in your attack, so invest in your midfield, and you're trying to just have like um, some cheap strikers on your in your forward line that can maybe get you a goal once in a while. So if you are looking for someone like that, having like Mitrovic and like a Watkins in there. Is actually not a bad idea. You know, mm-hmm. both of them can get you goals. And, you know, why not, you know, if you could get them? Another person that, you know, we should actually take a look at. I mean, we're not taking a look at him, but, you know, it's just someone that we're going to mention anyway is um, Jesus for Man City. Basically, with Aguero out, we're looking for a 9.5 striker, you know, that can, you know, carry your team a bit with Man City. I mean, if you don't have KDB or if you just want to double up on Man City, Yes, this is a good pick, you know. So um, yeah, because yeah, so, out for two months. So yeah, why? Yeah, so that's a good one. So um, yeah, so that's that's our versus. You know, do you have a what? What's your differential for the week before we move on? Ah, my differential for the week. Yeah. Let us see who is my differential for the week. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Sadio Mane. He's ten yeah. percent owned. Nice. Gonna yeah. stick with money. All right, all right. Money, ten percent. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like, I, I like that because money is actually, um, he's playing Arsenal, and it's not like Arsenal have like some kind of mental defense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I won't be surprised if if he gets if he gets a, a goal or two in that one. Like I you said know? in the first game against yeah. them, who did they play against Leeds? He could yeah. have easily scored like two, but he was just wasteful. So True. like like he's he's one of those players that you can say statistically they under they un, underperform because 
he had like four shots on goal. He created like three chances. So like you'd expect that like, come on, something has to give. Yeah. But you know, I guess it was just unlucky that day. Okay. So, I, I like I like money. I like I like money against Arsenal. I like that. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Um, I will go for um somebody that you talked about. I'll go for Podence here yeah, because I like yeah. the way. I like the way Podence is playing, and I think against West Ham, West Ham might might actually try and flex their muscles a little bit. You get, and um, I have a feeling he might be able to get you a goal or an assist there. Three percent owned, nice. Yeah, um, who's your captain? Just before we close, <laughs> yeah, only a mad person will not have KDB as captain. <laughs> <laughs> with, that perform- with that performance yesterday, he immediately came into my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like um, we have um, some people are considering Werner because of that game against West. Against Brom. West Brom, yeah, he's my, he's actually my vice. Yeah, but like the thing about about that game is, I have a feeling that West Brom are going to be a little bit more defensive mm-hmm. because of the kind of goals they've been considering and conceding, and you know they would probably be like, okay, you know what, let's try and tighten up a little bit for like at least a game or two. You know, so I see mm-hmm. them kind of like closing up their shops a little bit, especially the fact that Chelsea haven't sorted out their playmaking yet. So we might see like a two-one, maybe. Well, let's see, let's see. I will not be surprised if that game doesn't have as many goals as you know, mm-hmm. as you think. You know, so yeah. So that's that. That's it for me, man. That's it. For yep. Me. Well, that's fair play to Werner. He does look good. He looks like a. He looks like yeah. he's going to be a good signing. He looks, he looks, you know, even against like against players. um against Liverpool, he looked their most dangerous player. Yeah, I like busy. I like players that that run about and that always mm-hmm. busy. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, it's all good. Well, so that's it from us, everybody. Thanks again for listening to another episode of uh, the Differential Podcast, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck in your game week. You know, if 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 what we've provided to you is, is useful, hopefully you take out you can take some of our advice and hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't work out, hey, that's part of the game. But um and uh, I guess that's that's we'll see you next time. Bye from me. And yeah, yeah, bye from me as well. Have a good game. Right, good luck, good luck. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.